Blog Talk Radio. In my helmet, cleats, and shoulder pads. Standing in the huddle, listening to the call. Fans going crazy for the boys of fall. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the fifth quarter with Coach Johnson. I'm your host, Dave Johnson. Uh, hopefully, we got a good show for you tonight. First thing I want to do is send my condolences and to the families and people affected by all these hurricanes across the country and uh, the devastation that, that uh, they're receiving on the coast, up and down. It's just uh, tremendous. And um, everybody um, doing their best to help them out. So, uh, you know, anybody out there that can, it's close, you know, try to do your um Duty as a, as a great person and citizen of this country and um, help help one another. So, you know, they're in our prayers and thoughts. And uh, as uh, we go along, I mean, we're some of us are blessed to live in uh, places where these, I guess, hurricanes and tornadoes and stuff don't hit. And you know, like we live in the mountains of East Tennessee here, and I know there's good and bad, but uh, you know. It uh, it really helps at times like these. So they truly are on our hearts and, uh, you know, in our prayers and thoughts. So um, everybody uh, say prayers to them and look out and do the best you can. You know, things are different, um, you know, not just in football but in any sport. You know, it's um, to me it's the, the dedication that you give to that sport and uh, this weekend me and Jennifer had a chance to go to a roping uh, and my brother was having in White Pine, Tennessee and I got to see several people and friends that I've known for a long time, haven't got to see in a while and um, you know it was great and uh, I sat up there and talked to some friends of mine, Ryan Shaw and J.D. Malone and you know, we were just talking about how things have changed throughout, uh, you know, just the years that we've known one another and how things are today. And uh, me and J.D. used to be really, really close and run up and down the roads and haul these rodeos and ropings and, and all that. And, uh, you know, and, uh, times times change. And J.D., he's got four kids, uh, Brody. Cooper and Tyler and Riley, I believe. And, uh, you know, if, if some of you people listening may know JD and some may not, but uh, he's a great guy. He's instilled great values in his kids. And uh, they had a, a bad deal. His wife died of cancer. And he's raised these boys, and, and they're really respectful kids and, and, uh, and going to grow up to be. Uh, 
uh, great young men and women. And speaking of young men, his his oldest boy Brody, um, you know, he he a tremendous athlete. And you know, it just got me thinking while I was sitting down there, the the commitment to to your sport. And we see, you know, we talk about football every week here and, you know, all around my house and um, we watch it every chance we get, no matter what, what it is or when it's on. But people don't really know what commitment is until you want to be an Olympic athlete. And, uh, you know, I sit there and just thinking about how hard would it be to know that you're training for something that only comes around once in every four years and to know you got to do all that training I mean to the grindstone every day there's no days off because there's somebody else sitting there just waiting for you to take the day off that they can take your spot so you know the commitment that this that this young man has and to to what he does is is unbelievable. You know, he he wants to be in the Olympics. I think he might have uh made the last cut this year, made it that far, so he was really, really uh close to going. So, um from what I hear he's really uh doing well. But can you can you just imagine getting up every day knowing that ain't you're gonna play is four years away. And my my thoughts are how many people out there listening that play sports would train for four years to play one game, maybe two, whatever the Olympics last, whatever day. I don't know how many days they perform. I'm not up to speed on all that. But to play for three or four games or whatever the case may be, you have to practice for three to four years. How, how many of us is is that dedicated to what we do to to do that? And I, I know myself. I, after I got to thinking about it and was writing this down and wanted to talk about it, I'm 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 sitting there thinking myself. You know, as, as dedicated as I am to things, I, I don't know that I'm that dedicated to to any sport. You know, and and that saddens me because that. That's bad because these these kids and and that's what he is. He's a young man. I mean, that's what he lives for. You know, is to is to make this Olympic team and knowing that one slip up, one workout not made, whatever the case may be, and and you can be on the back burner that fast. So, you know, I, I get to thinking about that, and and it's really. Um, Lays heavy on my on my mind, you know that um, how many how many players that play football? How many do I have? Um, you know, how many of you are that dedicated to to what you do? And I'm not saying that you know we don't. It's not in our what we do, but you know to think about that to to practice that long for two or three games, man, that's unbelievable. You know, it goes back to that Rudy story, and that's a great story. Um, 
I, I don't know that I could do it, you know. And I know I'm I'm dedicated to to what we do here. And when I when I think about it, you know, we only get to practice once or twice a week, and I hear more excuses than than you can imagine, um, you know, for why people can't make it. And you're talking about a whole week of making, you know four to five hours of practice out of a week and I'm telling you that's that's no dedication. I mean, I know we've got other things to do in our life and people do and I'm no different. I have several things to do and people don't realize how how much we do have going on. But I find a way to be dedicated that much. And you know that's that's what makes athletes good are great is the dedication they have to the sport. And and it's like no other I mean any other sports the same. You take like these NFL players. They're great, they're great. The minute they start holding out, they're not so great. That uh that edge they had before slips away. Some kid working harder than him, he gains it. Um, you know, that's just the way it is. And that ought to be a lesson for us all. If you want to be great at something, you better be dedicated to it, and you better bear down on it because there's somebody just waiting for you to slip and fall and take your place. So, um, you know, I can't uh, I can't imagine um, how hard this is for, for Brody uh, to train that long. I mean, I know they have some kind of, um, matches or whatever they call their thing along the way uh, that you get to qualify and win and stuff. But their main goal is is the Olympics. And when when you're training that long, just going through some uh, what I would call scrimmage games, like uh, to be playing football, and I don't mean that lightly. I just don't know what they call it. But, you know, that is a long time. And I I sit back and I just think, man, I don't know if I can be that committed. I don't know many people uh, that are committed to anything that much, you know, besides him. I mean, he's the only person that I know personally that uh, is training for the Olympics or even had a shot at going. But just it just uh, blows my mind after I think about it. I mean, it's no nothing that ain't always been there. But the little things we seem to just let slide by, and uh, you know, to me that's that's no little thing. And uh, if I could if I could get players to just uh, dedicate to the team every time they need to dedicate to the team and be there, then then I'm gonna be happy, and we're gonna be that much better, you know. So it it's in any sport. People, that if you're listening, it's in any sport. You know, it don't matter if it's tennis, if it's football, basketball, roping, gymnastics, whatever. The commitment you give to it usually tells how good you are. And if anybody out there's played sports or listening, you know exactly what I'm talking about. So when I when I talk commitment and dedication. And I know a lot of people that play on my team or around my organization, they get tired of hearing those words. But I'm going to tell you, 
I'm big on them. And, uh, you know, when, when me and J.D. was running up and down the road, we practiced every day somewhere. And uh, we on the arena here at the house, and, and we practiced six or seven days a week. Uh, we were committed and dedicated to going, and we won our first year and went all over the country and, and won. So, you know, and uh, he he's like me. He hasn't got the rope in a long time. He's got these kids in school. Um, we got this ball team and this league, and, and it's tough. You know, maybe one day I hope to get back to, to practicing and get back out there and uh, – that's that's what it takes is commitment and dedication to to whatever you do. So, you know, if you're training to be um great at anything, it's work hard. You know, I say it every day, um, there's no substitute for hard work. There's none. There's no shortcuts taken if you wanna be good, you know. There's people that take the shortcuts, but they wind up on the short side of the, of the deal. The people that take the hard road, they, the hard work and the hard road, they usually prevail. So, you know, it's it's uh, it's tough. And, you know, I just think of how tough we think it is, practicing a couple of days a week, how tough it is for that kid to stay on top practicing all those days. I'm not even sure how many days a week we practiced. I didn't even talk to him or his daddy about it. It just you know, as I got to thinking about it, it just really it just really got to me that uh, you know, we take things for granted. And uh, you know, Eric's boy is I think seventeen, eighteen year old and, and he's not taking anything for granted. So, you know, the the little things in life make the biggest differences and you know commitment and dedication is time that's something that don't cost you a dime you know i a lot of people hear me say well i don't uh, i hear a lot of people say well i don't have the talent to play football well guess what it takes zero talent to hustle and uh you know you can get out there and if you're going to make a mistake, make a mistake going 100%, nobody really ever knows what's going on to begin with. So, you know what? If you're, if you're in a sport and uh, you think you're uh, doing things halfway, reach down the tank, dig a little deeper. I'll guarantee you people are going to notice. And uh, it feels good when people notice. And then, you know what? Then you want to dig a little deeper. And then before long you say, hey, I want to be the best at this. And then before long, you're competing to be the best. So, you know, the the results and all that, if you commit yourself to doing this hard work and dedication, like this young man has, it's amazing what what you get out of it, you know, and the results. So uh, just just think about that, you know, and it's, it's... Really, just like I said, that's all I thought about. This was on Saturday. That's all I really thought about since then. And and, uh, uh, I just knew tonight I wanted to talk about it. And uh, you know what? I'm going to take some calls here if anybody wants to call in and ask some questions or anything. The number is 657-383-1020. You know, I'd like to thank J.C. Hawks Sports Network for Give me this opportunity. I'm not sure uh, who listens and who don't. I don't really 
see the see the things happen or whatever. But I do want to thank everybody for listening. Um, I know this ain't the biggest deal in the world, but you know, to some to some people it could turn out to be, and you know, if that then that's great. So um, if you got any questions, there's a chat room. Not sure what that is. Uh, I'm sure you can get on the website and find it, and uh, you can ask questions and. Um, Anything about sports, it don't just have to be about football. It can be about any kind of sport. You know, I, I'm pretty well rounded when it comes to, to sports. I've been involved in a, every kind of it, probably besides baseball, uh, most of my life. So um, I just want I just want everybody that does sports and any kind of sport to think about the dedication and commitment you have to it. And then when you can go look yourself in the mirror and say, hey, I'm, uh, uh, you know, going to be the person that's giving that 100%. Uh, the chat room is jchawks.com. So if you have any questions you want to send to that, that's uh, com, or you can call in at 657-383-1020. Uh, there was a um, girl earlier asked me <clears throat> where did I see the USWFL in, in five years. Um, similar question I answered probably two or three shows ago, but I'm okay. You know, it's it's like anything. you got to start at the foundation and build to the top. And I firmly believe that you have to start firmly on the ground, set a good foundation. So when I say this, is my five-year plan is to be just a great, solid league. I can't put a number on the teams. I can't put um, a number of where I'd like to have teams. All I can tell you is right now we're trying to get the best solid teams that we can right now that's that's going to and wants to play every single game on the schedule. And when those games are played, then we're going to start the playoffs. And all those teams make the playoffs and play all those games. And then when it comes down to it, we're going to have this championship up here in Bristol, Tennessee. And then on Sunday, we're going to have an all-star game that makes up from players from every team throughout the league. Now, that is my ultimate goal, first and foremost, is to get this off the ground and do exactly what we will say we'll do as league owners and every team do what they say they will do as team owners and build from that every single year. Now, we can get to 50 teams, great. We can get to 60 teams, great. But if we only have 20 teams at the end of five years and all 20 of those teams play every single game and we have no forfeits, then I'm just as happy as if we got 50 or 60 because it is these teams that put out hard work and money to pay for these stadiums, their sales, refs, and all that, all the media they go out there and get. Women's football don't get much media. So all the media they go out there and work hard to get. All the advertising because they're going to have a home game and people forfeit. That's exactly what we're trying to avoid. So 
We want good, solid teams to play. If that means 10, 15, 20, whatever the case may be, that's what I'm after. Now, you know, other people in other leagues, yeah, they're they're going to, uh, you know, well, we don't believe in that. That's, that's fine. Everybody has their opinion. You know, there's two other leagues out there you can get in. So, you know, if my league don't suit you, there's two others you can get in. So just remember that we are going to do what we say. And if you can't do what you say, then then just go on to the other league. So, you know, that's the first question um, that I, I wanted to address. And, you know, that's just um, that's just the way it is. And it ain't, uh, it ain't necessarily um, – Probably the answer that most people want to hear, you know, because most people put a, uh, a value on quantity, and I put a value on quality. So, you know, what some people call success may not be what I call it success. So, you know, what I'm calling success might not be what they call success. So, if you value uh, the caliber of league you're in, by the amount of things you got, then, then mine's probably not what you're going to call uh, a, a great league. But to me, it is because we have a conference call every two weeks, and we're working hard to uh, set some rules that everybody's going to abide by and be happy with, that their teams can uh, play with and uh, and and go grow as a league. That, that's what we're after. So, you know, that's the best I can answer that question, and uh, I hope it I hope it suits you. Um, like I said, maybe not because you know I, I'm not interested in in quality. I'm interested in quality, not quantity. So uh, it takes a while, and anybody out there knows that if you if you've got a business or anything anything you do, it takes a while to build that to a great business. I don't know very many people, unless they buy a business that's successful, start out on top. But if you take one and you work hard and you're planning on working it, then you got to, um, uh, you know, they got it's, – it's hard work and sweat along the way. So, uh, you know, that's that's where we're at. Um, let's see here. Got another question. It says, mostly play an eight-game season. Will the USWFL ever think about playing 10 games? You know, I think that I don't know why the the break is eight games. I guess to shorten it down because we start in the 1st of April. I mean, like this year, we're actually going to start at the end of March. Um, because the time you play seven or eight games and you have a bye week here and there, you know, you're you're right at the first of July. So I think that um most of these leagues play that many because then they got playoffs and you could wind up I guess playing twelve games. Um but you know what it's it, it's something to think about. I'm not gonna say no, we would never do it. Um I just don't know how we we might do it. Um, you know, us being a smaller um, caliber league with smaller rosters, um, we may actually this year only play seven league games, and then if teams want to play another out-of-league game, they may play eight games that way. 
But just to protect these teams and small rosters is why we're doing that. But you know what? We may there may be a time that uh, we can go to a ten ten game season. I myself, you know, would like it. Uh, you know, being an old football guy and played in high school and you played eight or ten games. So for me, you played uh, ten. You only had one bye week in between those ten, but. You know, most teams got 50 or 60 players when when they do that. And, uh, you know, when you're 25 under, some of these teams are brand-new organizations, may not even have, uh, you know, 11 or 12. I mean, so I don't see – I don't foresee how teams like that could make a 10-game schedule. Um, just the fact that you, you get a player too hurt or – you know, all these girls are in the military and can't make every single game. And, uh, you know, a lot of them are single parents and have kids and their kids got to play ball or kids got to go here or there. So I think that that's probably why the eight-game eight, uh, system has been put in. But uh, it's sure something to think about. I'm not opposed to it, that's for sure. So that's a great question that that uh, gets me to thinking, and I like that. Sometimes that's dangerous to me thinking, but uh, but I like that. So um, you know, if uh, you get some more, you know, get some get the numbers up, I think it'd be a great thing. But it go, you know, it's going to go. You're going to probably go on into the August, or you'd have to start it early March 1 to, to get all those games in. So, um, you know, anybody want to call in? 657-383-1020. Um, getting back to this dedication thing, you know, if, if people look at their hobbies like you look at your job, and, and people play women's football, um basically for a hobby. Um, and there might be a few players out there and some of these things get paid, but most of these girls donate their time and just because they love the game. Well, you know what? I just think, hey, you know, I'm the type of guy. If I'm going to do it, I want to be the best. And if I'm going to do it, I want to be serious. So, you know, that's why I challenge every player on my team. You know, they know I don't like it when they miss. They know most of them dread that message sending to me, I ain't going to make it today, because I want to hold them accountable. I want them to know that if, if you're serious enough to say, I want to play football, then be serious enough to dedicate yourself and commit yourself to whatever the practices are. Now, I've shortened the practices down way down from the first year we ever had a team. So so that all these girls and uh, women can make what practices we have. You know, I realize, hey, I'm still learning about this myself. And I realize each year I gain more knowledge on the women's football. So I realize from the first year that having less practices and getting more people there and maybe going longer is way more successful than having more practices with fewer people there. Because when when I get upset about nobody making practice, the only ones that hear it 
are the ones that are already there, not the ones that are not there that need to hear. So, you know, if you want my opinion is if I, if I'm serious enough to dedicate to it, then I want you to be serious enough to dedicate to it. So, and like I said, I've got a lot of irons in the fire. People don't realize uh, me and Jennifer have a lot of irons in the fire. So uh, we find a way to make all this stuff, to make these practices, to, to make it happen. And, uh, you know, I'm hoping that, that my girls, I know every year that I, I keep evolved, every year I get more players at practice than the previous year. Every year. I feel like we're gaining ground on our team. So hopefully, you know, last year was a great year. Of course, when you win, every, it makes everything great. But I think we win because we get more people at practice. We get more stability at our positions. I mean, you you talk about brand-new uh, players coming in, uh, some of them 16, some of them – Thirty some, um, um, you know, some of them never played before. Uh, I've had them show up, you know, never uh, don't even know the difference between offense and defense. So, you know, the more you get there, the more we can teach you, and uh, you know, the more knowledge you absorb, the more we can get out of you. So, uh, that's sort of the way it is. Around here, uh, another good question: How do I keep players from burning out too soon in the season? Well, you know that's that's just one thing goes uh, to what I was just saying is, uh, you know, not only do I try to hold these girls committed, um, you know, and and I'm I'm serious, and they know I'm serious, and they know when I'm upset, but I try to keep them happy, and I try to keep them, you know, wanting to play. Uh, the first year we had a team, we screamed at each other after every practice. It didn't matter how many were there. We screamed because we'd never played before, and they all loved it, but the problem was with getting players hurt, and when you don't have very many, you can't afford to get players hurt, so you know, after every year, uh, the off-season, as far as mandatory team get-together, off-season workout, um, I've sort of uh, backed away off as much. You know, now now it's it's awful funny. In the past years, you know, they'll say, oh, when are we going to start back? Oh, is it going to be that? We got to start back that soon? Well, now these girls are starting to say, hey, can we not start sooner? So, you know, we're trying to we're trying to make it fun. Uh, I want them to be serious about it because I firmly believe that the only way you can win is to be serious about what you're doing. If you're out there uh, halfway paying attention or doing your job, then you're not learning what you need to learn. But if, on the other hand, if you're not having fun, you're probably not going to stay around long. So, um, we, you know, I want to make it serious and fun and. Uh, you know, we, we get out there to, before practice, and um, we throw around a lot to each other, and we kid around a lot to each other. And, uh, uh, you know, we have a lot of team team things. Some girls have some, a pool party or bonfire. And, uh, you know, we try to try to make it uh, as much family-oriented and make every person feel it 
at home and, and welcome. And, uh, you know, I just think that uh, if, if you don't have enough, if you don't, and when I say enough, if you don't have 50 or 60 people, then uh, you don't uh, you don't have enough to to just grind every day, you know, and practice and and beat and bang on one another. So, you know, we we try to make it fun. Um, I've have slacked off on, like you said, the off season workouts. I mean, like we got to uh, try out this Sunday too. Then we'll probably. Uh, wait a couple of weeks and then have another workout and then probably a couple of weeks have a tryout and then, you know maybe by first uh, November mid November we'd be going every weekend without pads just uh, having fun trying to get these girls up to speed new girls uh, some girls playing new positions so I think for me personally that's that's the best way to uh, keep them from uh, uh, getting burned out. When we have a practice set, we have it set. We don't call it off for too much heat, too much rain, too much snow, whatever. When we set one, we set one. And uh, so we we take advantage of, of the time we're supposed to and, uh, you know, try to enjoy it the times when we don't have to. So uh, let's see, another question. How do you balance your dedication between the league and your team? Oh, well, I, you know, it, it, it's new to us um, as far as running this league. Uh, we just have taken it over at the end of last year, and uh, there is a lot of uh, things we we have to get done. I've, I've actually um, really let Jennifer uh, take over the league part and me just run the team. Um, it may be even that, uh, you know, at some point I had to get somebody to run the team and, and help her with the league. Um, but you know what? There's this When I go back to saying that I'm going to find the time and enough hours in the day, you, you can believe that uh, we're going to we're gonna dedicate the both. Um, the team is not going to uh, struggle because we're taking uh, away from the uh, case of the league or the team, and, and we're dedicated to both. And, and if a lot of you don't know, but every week, every two weeks, we have a, a league call, and every team that's uh, in this league, or whether it's going to be in this league, or, or thinking about it, whatever, we have a call, and they all get on there, and we talk about what ideas that we want, not just me and Jennifer, but we want as a, as a league, and they're helping with ideas. Uh, we're actually getting ready to, to, to appoint one representative from each team to be on the committee to to decide a lot of this stuff. So a lot of this stuff is, is not just me and Jennifer having to make up and do on our own. We're getting ideas and help from other teams in the league. And, and, and that's where I think that building this league is, is going to be a good thing if, if people will let it. Now, there's going to be people, and he's not too close or not too far from me. He's probably never going to be in our league, and, and that's just fine with me. So, you know, you're going to have people that talk bad about it, and you're going to have these people that want to be in it, and they're going to talk good about it because they're having a hand in it. And you know what? They should have somewhat of a hand in it. 
because they're without them we have no league, and that's anything. So that's where uh, the the time for the league is going. Um, every day uh, I sit down and write down things for my team in the, in a notebook I got here, ideas I want want to do and things I want to see. So. Um, they're they're both going to uh, require a lot of time, but we're up for the task. If I didn't think we were, um, I wouldn't have took it on, or I would have got rid of the team and took on the lead. So as for now, uh, both are getting our undivided attention, as well as the league getting attention from all the other team owners or representatives. So I, I think we're going to be fine. Um, with that matter, you know, and I know people are going to say, well, and I've done heard it, well, you can't do it, you got too much going on. Well, with the help of others, you can do anything. So, you know, it's not just going to be um, me and her to the grindstone every day of, of having to make all these decisions by ourselves. Now, there's going to be decisions that we're going to make by ourselves, but most of it we're making as league owners, and I think that's the biggest part of it. A lot of these leagues, they get your money, and then it's, oh, well, tough, you know, and then you got to just do whatever. So we're not going to do that. And um, I said it, most of the people that know me know who I am. You know, some of them think they know me. They can talk and do all the stuff they want to do. It don't bother me. I've got big shoulders. You've never seen me. I'm a big guy, I got big shoulders, I can take it. So you know what? All the haters go ahead and hate. Um, but all the people that wanna be great, hey, jump on the train. Um, we're gonna do we're gonna give both of them our best attention and hopefully do a great job. Oh, let's see. Next what what is my take on Ezekiel his case? Well, First of all, I really, I really don't know what the whole situation is. Um, you know, I hear a lot of people say, "Well, he shouldn't be playing this, that, and other." Uh, I don't know enough about it to really say. Um, I'm not, first and foremost. I will tell you, um, I was raised up um, in uh, a single home. My mom raised me single parents and uh, my grandmothers and aunts and people. And uh, one main thing is a man did not hit a woman ever, period. There was, there was, there was no circumstance was that going to be acceptable. I still believe in that today. Now, I know we all lose our temper. We do things, say things, and, uh, you know, we shouldn't. But for me, I don't care who you are out there. A man hitting a woman is, is not acceptable. Now, again, I don't know what's happened uh, with him. Um, I know some people say he he wasn't found guilty, this, that, and other, so I can't say. If if he did it, I think he should be suspended, period, like Barry Rice. But, you know, I, I'm not saying he should because I don't know. I'm just saying that I'm not for a man hitting a woman in any kind of, you know, scenario. So that's the way I was raised. Um, that's my beliefs. And, and that don't mean they're right now. It's just, you know, somebody asks my opinion, so I give them my opinion. So any anything, um, you know, can happen. Um, I don't agree with the fact that um, if you're going to suspend somebody, how they're still playing. Um 
I don't agree that you know what what's taking so long. Why why they uh, you know somebody don't have the power to say hey this guy's innocent. We need to uh, you know take that suspension away or hey this guy's guilty. Let's uphold this suspension. Do whatever we're gonna do. Uh, let's move on. You know, the NFL dragged this stuff out forever. You know, they can know, uh, they can know everything. I mean, you can, uh, you can get kicked out for drugs on how many times and keep coming back, keep coming back. I mean, it's just ridiculous the things that, that they're doing, you know, and I don't understand. But, you know, I'm not up there, so it's not, I guess, for me to understand. But it gets rolled up in the public, you know, every single day. And um, I just, I, I think we need to make a decision on it one way or another, or the NFL does, uh, as to he's guilty or not guilty. I mean, because he's still playing. In my opinion, he's still the best running back in the league. So, uh, you know, and I'm sure the Cowboys uh, want him on the field because of, he is the best running back in the league. And that, like I said, again, that's my opinion. But, um, you know, that, that's my take on it. I don't know if I knew more, you know, I might be able to say more. I just I just think that these guys out there, um, I talked about it, I don't know if it was last week or, or maybe a, a, a week week before that I talked about role models and uh, uh, I've got a girl on my team that, uh, you know, her daughter uh, loves one of our players to death and thinks she's the greatest player there is and, and as a role model she couldn't be better picked because she does everything that you would want an athlete to do. Um, so I, I just don't get why these Guys are in the spotlight. Kids standing on the sideline, begging for their autographs week in and week out. People standing in line for days to get in and this, that, and other, and they just can't be good, uh, you know, good citizens or good role models for these kids and people. And I just, I don't understand it. I, I mean, if if money and fame does that to you, then I, I guess I hope I'll be poor my whole life because that's just unreal of, uh, you know, you, you look for, for those guys you want to look up to, you know, and um, I, I don't get it. So these guys just continue to be in the spotlight and do dumb things and um, it's just crazy, you know, and I wish they'd stop and think about uh, what they're doing out here to, you know, hey, I've got kids that follow me, follow every move I make. What kind of example am I setting for them? So, you know, that's that's my take on that. Um, let's see here. We got when will teams be officially announced on the website? If you're talking about the USWFL, um, they're probably going to be. It's going to be around December. I'm not sure. First of December, middle of December. Uh, what? Uh, um, what what that day will be, um, we haven't exactly, that's something that we're talking about on there. We uh, haven't uh, said, any, said any dates yet. We've talked about them. We're just trying to, trying to get a feel for, you know, we've got three or four brand new teams and wanting to make sure that 
they get enough players to play and uh, before we sign this contract and uh, people start sending money and we start putting schedules together and all that. So probably from the 1st of December to the middle of December, um, I hope that uh, we can start announcing these teams. All right, let's see. So we'll, will we see the USWFL play another league for an interleague championship? You know what? I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm for it. Um, you know, I, I know uh, the WFA right now is the best league out there. No, no ifs, ands, or buts. You know, and hey, you got to give credit where credit's due. Um, I watched their championships and. Uh, they they got some good teams, uh, you know. Now, here here's the difference. What what we are, I mean, there's no way that you can take uh, a USWFL champion and play uh, the Dallas Elite. So, you know, respectively, we're a Division Three uh, league with 25 or under players on, on the roster, and that's uh, we qualify to be the WFA Division Three, then, yeah, I mean, I, I'd love to see it. You know, I'd love to see it at a, uh, at a somewhere. And, and you know what, see, let's see how much uh, better one is than the other. You know, at a neutral side somewhere and uh, have that game. I, I'm sure not opposed to it. I mean, I don't know. When that might happen, I mean, a lot of, I guess a lot of it would depend on the teams that win it in each uh, division, if they would be up to the task or or not. But I would sure, I'm sure not opposed of it. So, you know, I think back this year that, you know, um, we uh, it would have been, from what I've seen, uh, the Arkansas team, um, would have been a good game between us and, and them. And, and like I said, I've seen the, the girl that's really good running back for them. I've seen her up close and personal. So she, she's as good as advertised. And uh, it, uh, I think it would have been a good game. So, yeah, definitely, you know, I'm for it now. We'll have to see again who might uh, win those championships and if they would be in the third, you know, third league owner. Um, would agree to it. So, you know, that's that's something that we can, you know, talk about and uh, think about uh, along the way. You know, we got to uh, 1st of July before, before the USWFL championships going to be. We're actually going to kick off on the March 31st. So, um, I'm hoping to, by the 1st of uh, January, at least by the no later than the second week of January, have everybody that's playing in our league have their uh, schedule set in stone, um, be ready to roll. We're going to sort of have a, a inaugural Jamboree type uh, kickoff. Uh, that's going to be in Bristol, Tennessee on March 31st. We're going to try to have um, four games there if you haven't heard, and, uh, you know, four. Um, Four teams play four other teams, you know, and as the way it stands, it'd be four south teams versus four north teams. Uh, just, just the way we're thinking, and uh, you know, try to make it a a, a good kickoff for for this league, and uh, you know, make it exciting.
out and then make it fun for for these girls and goes back to the question of how you keep them from getting burnt out. And, you know, I want to keep them looking forward to things. I want to keep these girls wanting more, you know. Hey, give, give me more knowledge, you know. I, I need more. And, and that's how... That's how I do it, and and don't get them burn out. Is I want them to want more of it, you know. So I think if you, um, with with you know, with the situation we're in now, you know, I know a lot of people that may be listening may not be familiar with women's football. So it ain't like the college team; they're there. That's what they're there for. On scholarship, they practice all this. Their high school team. You know, when I was in school, shoot, we practiced probably more in the first uh, two weeks than than my whole women's team gets to before we play a game. But you know, that's what you did, and so I think with the, with the way these families are, with the way the girls are on on the team, that um, you know. I'm not going to say less is better, but if I can get more at less, then I'm definitely doing better. And uh, and I think, you know, uh, they have a lot of, uh, like when, for instance, if we just practice on a Sunday and we practice four hours or whatever the case may be, uh, a lot of them meet during the week on Thursday and uh, they work out together and go over some things. So, you know, and, and a lot of those times there's not coaches there uh, breathing down their neck, and you know sometimes people just like to try to do uh, things on their own or figure out things on their own. And then if it don't work, <laughs> there wasn't a coach there to see it. And if it does work, they can come say, "Hey, coach, I figured this out on my own." So you know th- those are ways that uh, you know I I've learned over the past five years of just being a part of women's football that each year. I gain some knowledge of something that uh, will help help my team, or uh, you know, help players on other teams. You know, um, there's a, I'm sure there's a lot of players out there that uh, you know could uh, play. Wish they could play for somebody like the way we do things. Not necessarily me, but the way we do things. And then there's probably some, some of my players wish they'd go somewhere else and play. You know. And, Hey, I always tell them, hey, if it better fits you somewhere else, take your talent somewhere else. That's if that's what you think you need to do. Go ahead, and that's the same way I say for other players. Hey, do you think you'd be better suited here? Then come on, though, I can tell you. Um, so uh, we want to we want to keep them happy. Um, we want to keep winning. We want to keep as many as possible. This year we wound up with. 18 players on the roster when it's all said and done for most we've had in any year. And uh, I'm hoping to be bumping that 25. That's always been my goal from the first time me and Jennifer started this team. My goal was to have 25 players. Uh, now, I've had a bunch come and go. I've had a bunch there at one time. And the next day, half or two-thirds of them be gone. And the main reason they're gone, is that commitment and dedication. It scares them to death. Um, you know, so football is something that you really got to want to do. And, you know, I can pretty much talk to somebody and tell if, uh, if that's what they really want is, is to play and to dedicate all that time. 
because it, it's something that you, you know, you just don't see every day. And uh, and women being told for so long they couldn't play, most of them by the time they find out about it, they're uh, older, have kids, and and in their career, and then they don't want to do it. Uh, so, you know, but my motto is, hey, don't miss out on something that you're going to regret later. Life is too short for that, you know, and and anybody that's ever did sports or played anything now have kids and you know, I'm I'm sure they're telling their kids, Hey, if you think you wanna be a great football, play. If you think you wanna be great in basketball, play. Same with every sport because listen, you don't know until you play those sports which one you're the greatest at. And you don't know until you sometimes get the right coaching of how good you can uh, or cannot be. And you find that a lot at this uh, elementary, middle school level uh, because you got a lot of these parents that only will coach their kid. And, uh, you know, lo and behold, my parents didn't ever coach me because they would have probably killed me. And, uh, you know, because it wasn't no favoritism. You know, when I come off the field and thought I played great, it was, well, you could have did better. I've seen a few tackles you missed out there. And, you know, uh, I've seen you loafing out there or whatever the case may be. So, you know, the way things are today wasn't the way they used to be. And, uh, you know, everybody gets a trophy today, and every kid is a hero in their in their parents' eyes. And I'm not saying they shouldn't be, but be realistic with them. Be honest with them. And I think that, uh, you know, these kids, when they get up there in those higher levels and they start getting some real coaching, and the coach, you know, all of a sudden springs it on them, son. You're not quarterback material. And you know what? They just quit because, well, my daddy said, if I can't play quarterback, then I can't play at all. Well, well you know what? Your daddy's wrong. So if you believe in him, then, then we'll see you. So, you know, just because your parents tell you you're great, that don't mean you're great. And just because we tell you you aren't great don't mean that you that you aren't great. So, you know, I'm, I'm big on um, – you know, having good coaches at, at these respectable levels and um, even in women's football. Um, you know, some people think uh, think they're great. Uh, their own selves are great coaching. And uh, I've played against them, and I don't think they are too good. So, you know, and they can say the same about me, and that's, that's fine. That's that's their opinion. So, um, as you – as you get better, uh, just just be humble about it, you know, and uh, learn learn to be great. And I think if we all do that, then we will understand, you know, what what I my theme for tonight was is dedication to your sport. And uh, uh, I really really wish that uh, people sit down and think a lot about it. Uh, like I have, especially for J.D. Boyd Brody. And, I, and, you know, my hat's off to him. And like I say, they live in Georgia now, and I don't get to see him or talk to him as much. And I did see Brody back during the summer. And, man, he just chiseled out like a like a dang rock. But he's a stout, and he just wouldn't believe the strength. And Jennifer's all the time telling me, hey, he won this or he won that. And, you know, it, it's great. And it's great to see kids giving it their all and uh, uh, and doing something they love. It don't matter what sport it is. It's just, you know what, 
if it's something you love to do, be the best at it. And I think if we all do that, and in in life, and our jobs, and and every and our sports, and and everything we do, we're we're going to be much better off. So, um, you know, if anybody out there wants to join uh, or follow the USWFL, you can find the website at USWFL.net or uh, Facebook at USWFL Football League. If anybody out there wants to join the Tri-City Thunder or Fowlers, come to any games, whatever the case may be, you can check our website out at TriCityThunder.com or Facebook Tri-City Thunder Women's Football. Um, again, I want to thank J.C. Hawk Sports Network for giving me this great opportunity to um, talk about sports and mostly women's football and these leagues and, and stuff like that. But, you know, um, it is just in the past uh, five years that I've actually, I guess, named the title of coach. I've actually uh, coached people in roping for years and years and years, but uh, that's sort of a different kind of deal. So, um, you know, I am, you know, it's just seeing me. My brother uh been coaching from the time he got out of school, and, and uh, he, he was great, and, uh, you know, that uh, at, at what he did, he he was the best at getting the most out least of anybody I ever seen, and you know I sort of pride myself on doing that. And I've uh, taken players and won with them that nobody else wanted. I've seen ropers that couldn't do anything, and I've helped them out, and then go on to to win a lot. So, you know what? Um, it's in me, and, and we're going to talk about sports and not necessarily football all the time. But uh, I want to thank everybody for listening. Um, whether you're a fan of the Tri-City Thunder or not, uh, thanks for coming on the show. And, uh, everybody have a good night. We'll see you next week.